Hello and welcome to the Midweek Podcast. This is Pastor Cooper and glad you're joining us. Um, the heart behind this podcast is to have another episode styling um, that's a little bit more directed towards expanding on our Sunday messages because we might not have enough time to maybe speak on every part we wanted to. So either myself or Pastor Mark or whoever's maybe speaking that Sunday might have an opportunity to speak a little bit more, but also I think it's a good space to also um, just to comment on our cultural moments and to submit those things under the authority of God's scripture and to just dialogue um, on what's happening and to just have that frame of reference within God's word um, because God's word is king. And so it's happening in the midweek and it's another tool just to encourage um, the church body um, in our discipleship as we know Jesus and live for him daily. And so hopefully you are encouraged by listening to this, maybe challenged or maybe uh, encourages you to ask more questions. We are always up for that as well. So um, here is what is coming up this week for the midweek uh, episode. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the midweek. Yeah, welcome to the midweek. Yeah, well, we had a pretty fun service yesterday. Yes, we did. For our Sunday church gathering. So if you were in person, watching online, we had baptisms. It was awesome. We had yes, five people was. get baptized yeah. and just publicly profess they're all in for Jesus, yep. which is cool. And it's it was almost, I think it's been over a year since we had done baptism. So yeah. it was super fun. Yes, it was. Really, really encouraging. Yeah. And if you didn't hear the message, shout out to Cooper. He rocked it. It was a great message about prayer, fasting, and evangelism. So um, really, really great way to end our um, series on spiritual discipline. So if you haven't listened to it, um, throw it on your podcast and listen to it in the car or whenever. Great message. Good job, uh, Cooper. Thanks. It was fun. It was yeah. good stuff. Well, this upcoming Sunday... It was another big day, not just for the church life, but Super Bowl. Super Sunday. Bowl. I know. <laughs> Mark, you, you and I are both, we love sports. Oh, we do. We love yeah. all the things. Yeah. We have Tom Brady. Yes. The oldest quarterback of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. And we have the upstart, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they've, they're returning champs, so they're yeah. not really upstarts anymore. Yeah. They're kind of, they're ba- they're like the real deal. Just give yep. me your 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 quick like oh, who's gonna take quick, it over under oh gosh spread all that stuff I think it's I I don't know that I've ever been more challenged in the Super Bowl honestly um, I mean it would be almost foolish of me to say Tom Brady's not gonna win right right because he just keeps doing it and you're like it defies everything yeah he's so 85 like, years old right I know now. you are the goat and <laughs> why would I bet against you at the same time you know I watch the Chiefs and they are loaded and yeah. they are loaded and and the Bucks are too but um, there's something about Mahomes that is quite extraordinary um, he he's really great at his craft and um, that's good too so um, I don't know I'll, yeah. I'll be honest I think I'm just looking for a good game Oh, I, yeah. I may have to, in some way, kind of pull for the Bucks mm-hmm. because my nephew is probably the biggest Bucks fan in the entire <laughs> universe, and he might kill me in my sleep if I did not <laughs> root for the Bucks. Yeah. So yeah. I may have to go that way just for you. So Joey, yeah. if you're listening to the midweek, that's for you, buddy. There you go. <laughs> and this might be a fun Super Bowl because you might just be able to hold a brand new baby. I, I think a so. A brand new grandbaby. I think just I'm going chilling. to. 
Dylan. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he's being born eat, as we speak. Just so. eat your nachos, hold That's little right. baby, hold little baby, watch him football. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Sounds great to me. <laughs> yeah, sounds great to me. Yeah, yeah. You, you might be sleeping by the first quarter <laughs> yeah, if you're holding that baby be, with I'm, a plate of nachos. <laughs> I probably will be. Yes, that is true. Well, we're going to transition into our conversation for today. Um, yes. So last week we were just talking about like how can we trust the Bible. And we talk through just the many factors of that, um, unpacking not only just the canon of Bible, but some of the apologetics of Scripture. Um, this week, we're going to talk simply and a little bit in depth about, well, how do we actually understand the Bible? How do we get the truth out of what God's Word has written? Mm-hmm. How do we apply that to our lives and truly make sense of it? And kind of the the, the technical term is hermeneutics, which yep. is like the art and science of interpreting the Bible because there is a science to it. There is some like form and factors, yeah. but it's also a bit of an art form. Like you got to kind of yes. just know how to just look at scripture and be able just to take the truth out of it. And it's one of those things that the more you do it, the yep. more it becomes easier. And mm-hmm. um, recently I was told that great Bible scholars simply read their Bible. <laughs> yeah. Like they just keep That's reading right. their Bible um, and they can easily pick out the truths of it. Yeah. And the more and more you're seeing that narrative of God's redemptive story, the more it just starts to make sense, the yeah. more it clicks and yeah. stuff. And you kind of have a little illustration to even make sense yeah. of that as well. I do. and But I think to, the, to that point too is, um, you know, you begin to see what's inaccurate by discovering what's accurate all mm-hmm. the time. So when you see what's correct all the time, then mm-hmm. you can easily pick out what's wrong. Yeah. Similar to if, if you're living in the truth all the time, it's easy for you to pick out a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, you know, hey, great scholars just read the Bible a lot. And um, was even in listening to something the other day and was reading about um, some great, just the way some great preachers in the past used to operate And one of the things that many of them used to do, if they were like reading, if they were going to preach on one section, like in Ephesians, they'd read the entire book of Ephesians like 10 times that Mm -hmm. week before Mm -hmm. they preached it, just so they knew exactly what the truth was in the book, the context, all those things. But um, one of the things that's interesting is um, when, when there's a question about whether some money is counterfeit or not, and they take it to somebody that can tell if it's counterfeit or not. One of the ways they know it's counterfeit is they have handled real money a lot. Mm-hmm. So they've taken care of real money. They know what real money feels like. Uh, probably none of us know what real money feels like anymore, but <laughs> we're also digital. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, you, you've pulled it out of your wallet a lot. But r- those people that know the difference between counterfeit and real, it's because they feel a real thing. So as soon as a fake, you know, $50 bill mm-hmm. comes across their thumb and their finger, they're like, oop, that's it. Mm-hmm. That one's counterfeit because I'm handling the real thing all the time. Right. And I think that's the point about hermeneutics and accurately mm-hmm. reading the Bible. If I'm in it and I'm reading it and mm-hmm. I'm studying it and I'm applying yeah. it to my life. And like Jesus said, I'm putting it into practice. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh, a book I'm reading just for history yeah. or for whatever, but it, it's my life. It's yep. who I am. Then I can easily figure out mm-hmm. how to properly interpret it. And And this is one of the things that may be the most important thing for the church is correctly handling God's word mm-hmm. so that it's never handled improperly mm-hmm. or in a way where we're representing Christ in a bad light mm-hmm. or deciding to live a certain way that, that mm-hmm. God's word really doesn't tell us to, even though, and that's why it's so important uh, because you can pretty much pick and 
pick out certain verses any oh, way sure. you'd like yeah. and, and, and say, you know, Hey, I'm going to live that way. And you can, you, you can do that with any book really just yeah. pick and choose a couple things and then manipulate mm-hmm. it all and then figure out how yeah. you want to live. Yeah. And I think the, the important thing, like we talked about last week is your, your view of inspiration of scripture really, really dictates how you see scripture. Correct. So if you believe the whole Bible is the inspired word of God, right. you're going to see all of it as profitable, yes. right? If you're kind of like, well, there's some things that I just don't really like or agree mm. with, you're going to omit those verses. Right. And you're going to be like, ah, you know. And so we have to see the whole of Scripture, yeah. take the whole of Scripture, but also when we're sharing Scripture, right. take the whole part yeah. that we're sharing and not just cherry pick that one little thing out that maybe just fits our current scenario yeah. and it really backs up our opinion or backs up our case. We'll see this mm-hmm. one little verse right here says this, yeah. but what does the whole context say? Right. I think that's what we're saying is it's, it's really important to get the grasp of the context of what's happening within scripture. So that's, I think like kind of the, the number one rule when it comes to just God's word, studying it, applying it, just like realtors, location, 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 Yep. Bible scholars, context, context, context. 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 That's right. And so um, we kind of have written a few things in there and Mark, if you want to kind of just give some insight to the, maybe like the historical context, the grammatical Mm -hmm. context of what we're reading, um, then maybe like the vertical kind of just like understanding that section that we're, that we're going to be reading, whatever it is. And so just kind of give some insight of how do we make sure that we're in the right context of what's happening within God's word. Yeah, there's there. It's so important because context is everything in mm-hmm. scripture. And I think whenever you're reading a document that obviously is not in your current culture, mm-hmm. you have to look at context. Right. Um, interestingly, anytime a crime is committed and they're trying to talk that crime through in in a court case, they're giving you context the entire time mm-hmm. because they have to give you context to give you the picture. Well, one of the things we talk about in context is called historical grammatical interpretation. And what that means is the Bible was written in a specific point in history. Mm -hmm. What was happening in history then? What were the people like? What were they thinking? What were, you know, what was going on in the world at that time around them? Mm -hmm. That helps you with context. And then the other part is grammatical interpretation. So what's going on with the grammar, with the sentence structure? How did it get translated from Greek or Hebrew to English? And how did that grammatical structure get interpreted and translated to give us the best interpretation that we mm-hmm. can? And you you can actually miss some things in there sure. if you're missing yeah. that historical grammatical interpretation. Um, and those things are super important. Like if we're reading something in the Old Testament and the Israelites are, are in their country and they're free... That's a completely different context than if they were in slavery in Babylon. Mm-hmm. Totally different context. Right. And you got to get those contexts yep. right to get the story right, mm-hmm. to get what God is trying to teach you in that moment. And then there's other different things that can help mm-hmm. you with context. The the immediate context, which is what's happening right in the story right then. Mm-hmm. What are the people going through um, right in the moment? Vertical context, what's God trying to teach me in that moment? Mm-hmm. What's God saying? Not mm-hmm. what am I saying? What's mm-hmm. God saying? And by the way, that's huge. That might be the most important thing when we're talking about accurately uh, reading the Bible and interpreting it is this is what God said. Correct, yeah. And I, I think sometimes we miss that. 
um, because we want to somehow look for some way we can turn it or twist it Mm -hmm. so that it's what I like. And at some point we do have to come to this understanding that God is the creator. I'm the created. Mm -hmm. This is his sovereign word and it's the truth. I don't know the truth. I'm human mm-hmm. and I don't even come close to knowing the truth. So for instance, if God's word said, this would be a, like a vertical thing. If God said all men over six foot three have to stand on their heads for two hours a day, <laughs> I'd have to stand on my head for two hours a day. Yeah. Cause that's what God said to do. Like, I mean, I know that's ridiculous, but th- it makes the point that God said it. That's why it's important. And that's mm-hmm. why we're trying to get the interpretation right yeah. is because God said it and we need to follow it. Then mm-hmm. there's the historical, which I talked about already. Then there's also genre type. Mm-hmm. Like there's way different genre types throughout scripture. Right. We have like historical that you would read about, like maybe mm-hmm. in first, second Kings, first, second right. Chronicles. Then you've got the law, like in Leviticus mm-hmm. and you've got poetic mm-hmm. in Job and Psalm and Proverbs and mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes. And then you've got prophets that's right. prophetic in nature. Um, so you, it, some of it's like not even come true yet and you're, we're still waiting for it to come true. Yeah. I mean, so there all these genre types mm-hmm. as well that you have to say, okay, I have to look at the historical grammatical interpretation based mm-hmm. on the genre as well, because it mm-hmm. might, it, it's giving me a different aspect of God. And, um, and then what's God just doing across his redemptive story mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's his story. That's history, right? It's his story. Right, right. And, um, and so we have to be really careful with that and we have to be right on with our, the way we accurately read the Bible. You yeah. can't just mess around with it. Uh, I remember I had a professor in Bible college that used to say, you know, some people just flip their Bible open and point to a verse and you're like, that's what I'm supposed to read. And you're like, well, that that's not accurately interpreting the word all mm-hmm. the time because you might flip open your Bible and points to Matthew 27, five, and it says Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went out and hung himself. <laughs> and you're like, I'm supposed to go hang myself. That must not have been the word for, for me. I need to right. find another one. You just flip your Bible over to the next page and it's Luke 10 37 where Jesus said, go and do likewise. So, I mean, if you, <laughs> if you're just randomly yeah. throwing yourself around with scripture there and interpreting it in such a haphazard way, you're, right. you're going to miss it right. and you're not going to get um, what God intended. And then mm. I think what's just so awesome about the word is actually when you do when you dive into it. And I, I, sometimes I, I've said this too, it's kind of like mining, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when miners go into a mountain, they're working really hard. Mm -hmm. They're working really hard to get to the gold. We got to do that too. Mm -hmm. This is God's word and we got to work really hard to get to the gold and we got to study it. Well, here's what I've discovered. Oftentimes I'll think a verse means one thing and I'm reading it and I'll study it and I'll do my historical grammatical interpretation, look at the genre, look at what's going on vertically and horizontally and across the story and all these things and try to pull in textual stuff. And I realize it was way richer than I ever even thought mm-hmm. so yeah. much better than I ever thought. Yeah. And, um, and so I think those things are super yeah. important. Yeah. I was, I was reminded to, um, like when reading scripture, I think in our context, we have books, now phones are or Bibles are on our phones. Yeah, it's really easy, really accessible. Yep. In the in the culture of not only the New Testament church but Old Testament, it's all scroll based. I mean, there might have been a few books, but they were really expensive in yeah. the New Testament church times. It was pretty much scroll, so they would unravel yeah. the entire you know 
letter to the Church of Rome. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, broken up in these subheadings of this right. or chapters. It was one continual letter that they would read aloud. Yeah. They read the whole thing. So they have context of yeah. what's happening. And now we have what some people call the uninspired subheadings yes. <laughs> of scripture, yeah. you know, yeah. where it does make it easy, right, right? To kind of be like, oh, it's in this kind of general section. And it mm-hmm. does help, you know, just provide some subheadings. Mm-hmm. And but, it helps us find something sure, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle of the letter. Let's <laughs> yeah, go there. Yeah, yeah. At least we can go. Yeah. Go to Romans eight, verse four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But the practice is truly reading everything in one yes. big view. And like you said, like those preachers of old would read, you know, the book of Ephesians ten or twelve times. Yeah. They just kept reading it and reading it. And I think that's a lost art yes. that we just don't have in our culture. Mm-hmm. That we need to just be like, okay, maybe we should read more of what God's saying, not just yeah. that one scripture that we saw on an Instagram post and so we want to repost it. And we're like, oh, hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe there's more to like what that section is saying mm-hmm. than just that one little thing. It reminds me, this is a side note, um, Babylon B satirical yes. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had this funny one around Christmas. You know, there's families that send out Christmas cards and they always right. sometimes put a Bible verse yeah. and they, <laughs> the headline was like family misquoted Psalms, whatever. <laughs> and it was like the Psalm about like, knock their teeth out, oh Lord, <laughs> or whatever. And that was on their Christmas card. <laughs> they're like, oh, that's right. Like... <laughs> There's, there's there's some pretty intense psalms. It's not all just butterflies in the psalms, you know. Yeah, Yeah. just I just thought of that. It made me laugh. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I think would be kind of kind of fun a little bit is maybe take a verse that um, a lot of us have maybe quoted or have heard quoted within our church life, yeah, and say like, hey, is this contextually accurate? Right. Um, And there's a lot of them, but this one is in Matthew 18, (laughs) verse 20. This may be the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. And I think we want to preface this is not to like discount people sure. who say this yes. or whatever. This is just to provide an example of like, hey, let's let's look at the whole context. So Matthew 18, 20 says, for where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Mm-hmm. Right? So we take that face value. We're like, okay, like if there's at least two people in the room, then Jesus is there. Right. Like we can do church. Yes. We can do whatever. We've, we've said that. Maybe we've heard yep. that being said. I've um, probably said it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think... The heart's there. It's not a bad. Yeah. It's not like you're it's not a bad thing. No, and, and I'll yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and so I think maybe just kind of walk us through yeah uh, maybe a way to interpret that and just mm-hmm. to kind of put into practice how are we seeing the whole of scripture within yeah. this instead of just taking that one yes. verse out of out of context. Right. So this is also a great verse to talk about that when you dig deeper and you think about it more, you get to a better and richer understanding Mm -hmm. of it and a purer understanding of it. Yeah. So let's just look at it face value and ask a question for where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am with you. Great thing. Yeah. Where a couple of us get together. Um, that's great. What does that mean? If I'm alone, Mm -hmm. God isn't with me. (laughs) Yeah. What if I'm here by myself? Um, and that would be, a misunderstanding of who God is, right? He's with me if I'm alone Mm -hmm. or whether I'm with two or three or with a thousand, he's with me. Yeah. So we, we could also start to, people could start to think, Oh, what does the whole of scripture says about God? Well, God's only really here. If, uh, if there's a couple other believers here too, Mm -hmm. no, that's, that's not true, but let's look at the context, right? Let's go back to verse 15. Mm -hmm. Jesus says this, and if your brother or sister sins, okay, so right, right away, wait, we have a specific context. Mm-hmm. 
if your brother or sister sins. Ah, okay, so it's not talking about when we're in a group together and we're all hanging out worshiping Jesus. Nope. It's if your brother or sister sins. Go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you've won them over. Mm -hmm. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen to you, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Now, here's what's interesting. In the context, what does it mean? It means that when two or three people go to talk to a brother or sister about their sins, God's with you. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. uh, That's a really hard thing to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a really hard thing to say, you know what? I love my brother a lot, but I notice he's, he's in a sin. And it's hurting his life. Mm-hmm. It's really wreaking havoc on his family and his personal life and probably is weaved into a whole bunch of things. And I want to go talk to him. But, man, I feel a little scared and I'm mm-hmm. concerned. And is how is he going to take it? And, well, if I go with a couple, two or three, guess who's with me too? Jesus is. And he's coming with us because Jesus loves that brother. And he wants that brother to be free of the stronghold of sin in their life. And he wants us to go to that brother and say, hey, brother, we love you and we want what's best for you. And in that moment where we do that in the context of relationships in the church, Jesus is with us. Boy, that's a rich meaning now, right? It means a whole lot more mm-hmm. than just Jesus is with us when we're singing some songs because that one's kind of a no brainer. Like Jesus is always with us. So mm-hmm. Wherever we go, Jesus is with us. When a whole bunch of us get together, Jesus is there even in more strength and power. Mm -hmm. But this brings up even more fullness and richness to this understanding Mm -hmm. that when we have to do hard things, God's there with us. And that's a huge understanding to, to, to get. Yeah. And it's like you're saying, it's really important to understand the context. Yeah of who is Jesus talking to, yeah. why is he talking to them, mm-hmm. and what are we supposed to do from what he is saying, you know? Because um, there's usually a bigger picture than just the one face value thing that's being said. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it does get taken out of context quite a lot Yeah. with not a bad heart, you know? Right, People not at are all. just saying, hey, like, we're, yep. we're here together, and this is great. And it's like, yes, mm-hmm. amen. Yeah. But... He's talking about discipline. <laughs> He's yeah. talking about yeah. when you're confronting someone in sin, which is not a fun thing to do at all. Yeah. I mean, I hate confrontation. I'm a nine on the Enneagram. <laughs> I don't want confrontation. <laughs> I want everybody to get along. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all just hold hands and get along and <laughs> sing kumbaya yeah, together. Yeah, this is good, right? Yeah. 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 So he's saying, hey, this for these, like you're saying, these for these hard moments in life, mm-hmm. go with somebody else, but also know that when you're with them, I'm with you yeah, and it's, I'm going to help you through those hard times. And hopefully that person will realize what's wrong in their life, correct it, submit to the Lord again, and you won them over. Yes. You know? Right. So yeah, there's always a a larger context that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think um, we've been talking about some also key questions during our Bible reading plans, questions that we asked during our like first Corinthians journals, Mm -hmm. Advent journals and Mm -hmm. things like that, because 
sometimes, and I, th- I feel like we're trying to simplify it too. Yes. Because if we're just reading our Bibles and we're asking some key questions, truth, the Holy Spirit reveals that truth. Yeah. Like right there, you know? The first and most important thing is to read our Bibles. Yeah. Like that we're fervent Bible readers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have usually a couple questions that we'll have in our journals that'll allow us just to get some more truth out of it. Right. Those two questions, I'll say them here, then maybe just um, give some more insight to what that is, Mark. Right. Then maybe even some other questions that we can ask. Sure, yeah. Um, as well, if In we want to get, yeah. yeah, a little bit deeper. But the, the, the two questions that we do for applying scripture, well, I guess the method is that we read, we reflect on what we read, and then mm-hmm. we respond to what yeah. we read. So like kind of three R's, read, reflect, respond. Yeah. And then some of those questions that we re- reflect with and respond with are, what truth does God want me to know? Yeah. So there's always something that God's trying to speak yep. to us through his word. Mm-hmm. And then how am I going to live that truth out? So mm-hmm. what truth does God want me to know? That's kind of like the what. Yes. And then the how. How am I going to live that truth out? So that's a good way to just reflect and respond to God's word. And that'll really, like you said, start the digging process yep. for that, for that gold and really reveal a lot of great gold that way, Absolutely, you know, but maybe unpack a little bit more of what that is and then some other insights as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think every time we read a, a section of scripture, because it is the truth, mm-hmm. right? Remember what Jesus said, I am the way I am the truth. I am the life. So whenever he's talking, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that's what we believe God's word is. It's the inspired word of God. Mm-hmm. So we believe it is the truth. And that there's something that God wants me to know about that truth. And so that's the first question. What mm-hmm. truth does God want me to know? So I'm reading about God's truth here. And, you know, some verses are obviously easier to pick that out sure. than others. Mm-hmm. But um, we can always pick out something. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes the truth God wants us to pick out isn't always what we like mm-hmm. either. I mean, yeah. there's tons of verses in the scripture that are hard for me that yeah. I don't like. I mean boy, it'd sure be a whole lot easier to not have to live that out, you know, or put that into practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's God's truth and I have to submit to it and I have to understand that this is God's best for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's what that mining that truth out is, you know, God, what's the truth you're wanting me to see right here, right now? And I'm going to write that down in my journal, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write out, okay, here's the truth that I'm seeing. I'm going to kind of write that down and process it and reflect about it and respond to it by writing in my journal. Then the next one is how am I going to live that truth out? Now I'm getting a little bit more specific. So the truth that it might've been like, let's say the truth was, you know, thou shalt not lie. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to say, okay, how am I going to live that out? And, um, well, uh, the other day I was going to return something to Amazon and Amazon gives you all the choices, you know, about how you can return it. Mm-hmm. And I discovered that depending on the response that you get, it can be easier or harder. Mm. Well, the reason I was returning an item was because we just didn't want it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we bought two of them. We didn't want um, the second one because it wasn't the size that we wanted. But that's it wasn't broken. It wasn't nothing, you know, so... If I chose, you know, just the, I forget what the exact words of the choice were, mm-hmm. but just, you know, you just didn't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, well then if I just didn't want it, I, I could pay for it to be shipped back. It was like $11 and 50 cents and UPS would, you know, I'd have to take it to a UPS drop off and pay the $11 and 50 cents, or I could take it to some office in Spokane and do it for free. If I had made another choice, like it was broken or wrong color 
or whatever. Then I could quickly take it down to our copy store and they'd slap a sticker on it and go home. It seems like, well, that's not that big a deal. It's just a little small white lie, (laughs) but it's a lie. Mm -hmm. So how am I going to live that truth out? Am I going to tell a little little white lie to Amazon? Mm -hmm. Some would say, well, Amazon doesn't care. They don't know. The lie, I'm not, Amazon's not my judge. Mm -hmm. God is. God's my judge. Yeah. And he's my king. I don't lie to my judge and my king, my savior. So I had to choose the option I didn't like and I didn't want to. And now I'm going to have to drive it all the way into Spokane to some office and I'm going to pass the giant Amazon (laughs) (laughs) distribution center that they're going to send it to on my way, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, it's going to come here pretty soon. It's going to come right back here. Could I just drop it off at the door? Yeah. But no, you know, I can't. Um, I have to do the right thing. So how am I going to live out that truth that I should, thou shalt not lie? It means in everything I do, I'm going to have to take the high road mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to tell the truth. Yeah. Even if it costs me something, it's going to cost me something. It's going to cost me time. It's going to cost me effort. It's going to cost me money to drive in there, gas mm-hmm. money. It's going to cost me to take, to take the more difficult road. Um, but it's the truth. And yeah. it, this is the way. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, when we're reading our Bibles, we got to reflect and respond to what we're reading. We can't just simply just read it. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but we also want to be intentional in what we're doing. We've been talking about that in our spiritual discipline series a lot. Is it's yeah. We, we got to put effort in. This is not a passive thing. We got to put our effort in. And right. so, got to do comes, our part. Yeah. When it comes to the hermeneutics or the study of the Bible um, and really handling God's word appropriately, Read, read it, mm-hmm. but reflect on it and respond to it yeah. and read things in the whole context of what's happening. And I think what I've really enjoyed too with our reading plans is we're, we're doing pretty large chunks of, yeah. of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, so it helps understand. I did find a few times when we we're going through um, the life of David, you know, we couldn't cover everything. Sure, yeah. Was and there was, there. there was like, I was like, wait, why is, why is he mad right now? Yeah. Or like, why is that? And so I'd yeah. go back cause we wouldn't have maybe three chapters right. yeah. in our reading plan. I'm like, Oh, that's yeah, right. That's right. Because his son happened. did this and this right. and this, and it's just and it's just really helpful to like understand like why are people doing what they're doing right now? Yeah. You know, and, and I mean in any type of narrative, mm-hmm. that's always good just to understand like why are these characters doing this and right. what is what is God doing in them right mm-hmm. now? Oh, it's because they did this, this, and this. Right. That makes sense. Why God is putting His judgment on them? You right. know, because yeah. at a context, you're like, man, He just seems mean. Yeah. You know, but then you're like, wait, He was so just in right. that, <laughs> but and, He also had mercy in the, for them at the same time. Yeah. You know, and I think it's also good to remember all the characters in the Bible weren't perfect. They're Correct. not in yeah. the Bible. The, the record of their life or the mm-hmm. story of whatever you're reading, it's not because they were the example mm-hmm. and they were the perfection. It's right. the historical thing that God wanted you to see and learn in that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and we have all kinds of examples of that. You know, David has times of triumph and then times of dismal failure. Um, so it's not, it's not huge. And one more thing I think that can often help you get quickly to, you know, what's God saying in that verse or that section mm-hmm. is to ask all the questions, right? Who, what, when, where, why, mm-hmm. how, if you run that verse through that gamut of questions, you know, who wrote it, who are the characters, you know, who's the author, who are the main characters, who are the sub characters, 
Um, what, you know, what truth does God want me to know? Mm-hmm. When's this taking place? When's the history, right? When's the year, what, what's yep. going on around it? Yep. Where, where's this taking place? Yeah. Is this taking place in Egypt, in Israel, in Babylon, mm-hmm. in, in Israel? Um, why, why is this story happening? Mm-hmm. Why is this being communicated? Asking all those whys and then the how, how am I going to live that truth out? Um, I think if you run it through a gamut of all those questions, you get to a pretty good interpretation too. Oh yeah, totally, totally. That's good. Well, um, we're right at about 31 minutes Awesome. Um, with this conversation. And so I think kind of leaving here, just another encouragement, like be fervent Bible readers. Yes. And um, that helps just to understand, again, like the truth of Scripture, like that analogy of the counterfeit stuff, you know, the more you're handling the truth, the more you can be like, oh, that's not true. Right. When you see something posted on social media that sounds really like good, mm-hmm. it's like that makes a lot of sense. And you look into it and you're like, well, I don't know if that's right. what God's going to call yeah. us to, you know. And mm-hmm. so it's good to really be fervent Bible readers so you can understand yeah. if you're seeing something that's out of context or something that's just not putting the whole of Scripture into what God needs to be or what God is saying to us. Uh, and then I think those those two questions or those two things got to reflect and respond and and ask those those what questions and how questions like what mm-hmm. is God sharing and how should I respond to it yeah. you know I think that's really key when it comes to reading our Bibles and it'll really mm-hmm. amp up um, just our own discipleship and yes. our spiritual disciplines and yeah. um, just us being those self feeders and yep. um, the term I feel like it's going to be kind of coined a trendy term is resilient disciples. Yes. Um, yeah. This last year has, I think, probably shown maybe a lot of people that were not as resilient as we thought we were. Right. You know, we might have had a, maybe some of us have had a faith that wasn't on the firm foundation, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think it's really key that we have our faith built on God's word because right. it really helps that resiliency mm-hmm. um, to all things. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I think what we're really talking about here too is um, we want to be healthy spiritual people. Mm-hmm. We want to be, yeah. we want to have healthy, good, strong relationships mm-hmm. with the Lord. And that means we got to know him mm-hmm. and we have to know his word and we have to be in his presence. And and that's what this is talking about. We don't want to be people that are just encouraged about one-offs, mm-hmm. right. know, a one-off verse mm-hmm. we saw on Instagram. And that's our, that's our Bible for for mm-hmm. the day. Right. Um, and it, it goes back to that thing too. Yeah. Can you feed yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, are you feeding yourself God's word? Would you survive physically if you had one meal a week? You right. wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You have to eat every day. Your mm-hmm. body requires it. I would say the same thing is true for us spiritually. Yep. We, we need God's word every day. Yeah. So you know, it's foundational. Good stuff. Well, cool. I think in the next few weeks, we're going to keep unpacking maybe a few more spiritual disciplines, but we also uh, might have a couple special guests. Um, We're going to go into a new series as a church um, about anxiety and just some mental wellness. Yeah. And um, so we might have um, one of our amazing people from our church who's a a certified, accredited counselor, um, maybe speak a little bit, um, possibly in the podcast as well. So we're kind of working out some of those details, but... Um, it'll be good stuff. So yes, it will. Yeah, just be ready and, and willing to listen, because um, who knows? We might change things up <laughs> yep. on on the fly depending on schedules. So we'll we'll just go with it. So yeah.
Well, that is today's episode or this week's episode for the, for the midweek. So thanks for hanging out, listening. And, um, and I think also, again, like we haven't actually got any questions yet. <laughs> so yeah, maybe yeah. everybody listening is just amazing scholars, Yeah, you know, and we're just doing a really good job in, in, <laughs> in equipping you to be fervent Bible scholars. But uh, if you truly do have questions that you'd like us to just chat through or talk through, please, please email them or instant message them or DM them. Um, but you can email them to my email, cooper at cheneyfaithcenter.org, um, or else you can just DM us on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and we'll do it that way too. So we yep. want to be able to just, hey, if you have questions or thoughts or whatever, and yeah. you're like, I just need help on this, yeah. send them our way. We'd love to talk through them. Yep. So. And I'm always available too at mark at cheneyfaithcenter.org. Perfect, perfect. Awesome. Well, that is it. So with that, we'll see you guys all next week, or you'll hear from us next week. Yeah, you'll hear from <laughs> us next week. Have a great week.